What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Live Well Podcast. It's your host, Bree Goodfellow. And in this episode, I got to sit down with Coach Sam Osmond, and we chatted all things nutrition. It's a big nutrition episode, y'all, because Sam just graduated from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, and she's in training to be one of our strong side nutrition coaches. I can't wait for y'all to listen. So without further ado, let's get into it. What's up, Sam? What's up, Bree? Okay, I have a very important question for you. Let's do it. What did you eat for breakfast this morning? All right, so I had um, scrambled eggs okay. with turkey bacon mm. and then some cucumbers, bell peppers, and raspberries. You win the <laughs> award for having the best breakfast so far on this show because I always ask this question and not everyone wants to share all the time. Yours was beautiful. Did you know I was going to ask that one? Did you eat a special <laughs> breakfast because you knew I was going to ask? No, I knew. I figured you would ask, but that's what I eat um, most days, actually. Love it. Yeah. Do you do both egg whites and yolk? No, I've been doing, because I have the turkey bacon for mm. the extra protein. Mm-hmm. So I just do two eggs, like two whole eggs. You do two. Okay, so two you do the egg. yolk and the egg whites, yep. like the whole thing. Yep. I'm a big fan of the whole egg. Yeah. I'm done with that egg white business. Yeah, I feel like it was like a fad kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Super big deal because everyone was afraid of fat because that was apparently what caused heart disease. I feel like if you need the extra protein, um, then you can mix like some egg whites with regular eggs. Yeah. Have like two eggs with the yolk and then Mm -hmm. add some um, egg whites. Yeah. Get more protein. Yeah. Also, by the way, everyone, when I said fat apparently causes heart disease, it doesn't. Um, I didn't need <laughs> that. Was, that was being sarcastic. Um, that's another podcast. So anyway, I'm going to move forward from that. Um, so, Sam, I know you just graduated from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Yep. And how has life been outside of that? Um, you mean after I finished? Yeah. Well, it's. It's pretty awesome. Like I learned so much. I don't know if you remember, but back I think in like September, I asked you about IIN. And yeah, about and I the freaked program. out. Yeah, because you did that, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh my god, it's life changing." <laughs> I remember and the I phone calls. Like, I probably just freaked her out. I like <laughs> lost my mind about it. No, I got super excited. I was already. I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really understand. Even when you did say life changing, I got super excited about it. But I didn't understand what you meant until mm-hmm. I actually went through it. Um, but it it really has been life changing. And it was a lot more than I thought it would be or mm-hmm. than I expected because I really thought it would be more nutrition focused mm-hmm. or food focused. But one of the first things we learned is that they refer to the food on your plate as secondary food. Mm-hmm. And then primary food is actually everything else in your life that kind of nourishes you off the plate. Um, So there's this really cool diagram. It's the IAN circle of life. And it has all the aspects of your life that kind of nourish you aside from food. And so there's like personal finances, home environment, relationships, and I know I'm saying all this to you and you know all this stuff. I love so I'm, it. I'm no, going to pretend love it. you're not my audience. No, I love it. Talk <laughs> about it. I love it. But um, yeah, so personal finances, spirituality, uh, social life, career. It's, it's a huge, um, there's like 12 of them. And so we actually learn about each of those 12 aspects of life. 
and how to manage them and how to kind of be happy in your life or be satisfied with each of those aspects. So we learned that, yeah, food is very important. And we could talk about that in a minute, mm-hmm. but it is food is is very cool. And even like on a cellular level, food is it, it sends messages to your cells. So yep. everything that you eat, it's not just food, but it's literally a message to your cells and it tells your cells to do things. So some foods will promote inflammation mm-hmm. or um, I mean, they're just not good for you. And they send these messages to your cells. But then a lot of food can be nourishing as well. Mm-hmm. And it can make your cells healthier, more active, um, give you energy. So, yeah, food is very important. But there are a lot of other things in your life if you're eating really well and really healthy. But there are other aspects of your life that aren't going really well. Then you won't be, you won't be happy or healthy. Um, you, or healthy. That's yeah. the big one. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. Yeah, so it's not just about the food. Food is huge, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of other things as well that go into it. And then the cool thing about this program is that it's not really, it is like videos and lectures that you watch, but it's not a professor doing the lectures. So it's not, you don't feel like a classroom kind yeah. of environment, but they literally have experts in each field. So we had one of the units was personal finances and we had an expert in like budgeting and she taught us how to manage your own personal finances. Mm -hmm. Um, What percentage of your salary should go towards savings? What percentage should go to education? Um, That was really cool and interesting. We had um, an expert on sleep that taught us about. So it was just fun because the people that were presenting or teaching us are super passionate about mm-hmm. what they're teaching and they're experts in their field. So and very just, well known experts yeah. like yeah. Dr. Oz spoke. And I thought that was, I was like, Hey, <laughs> I've like, seen oh, you before. You. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had Bobby Brown as one of our speakers. Mm. She's, I don't know, ladies maybe know her. Um, she has a makeup line. So she was talking about, she's actually a, an IIN graduate. As I well. didn't know that. She is. Wow. Um, but she was teaching us about kind of marketing and mm. how to promote yourself and market yourself and market your brand. Um, kind of put yourself out there. Dang, they added some people. Yeah. No, it's, it's <laughs> super cool. It was, it was a lot of fun. That's amazing. And it's so true. And um, it's it seems so obvious, but we all forget it. Like how everything in your life impacts your health. It's, you know, fitness and nutrition are the obvious ones. Like when you go to the doctor, like, oh, like, you know, your cholesterol is super high and you have prediabetes. Okay, I need to go to the gym and, you know, eat vegetables. 100%. Like I'm not saying you don't need to, but what is driving you? What thus far has not kept you in those habits already? Like are you super stressed with your job? Like are you really unhappy in your marriage? Like there's all these other aspects in your life that literally affect to the point of what you're talking about, like the the secondary food. Like no one eats broccoli when they're stressed. I yeah. say that all the time. <laughs> I do, but not everybody else does. Um, and that's why it becomes secondary because everything else in our life is what's impacting the plate. Yeah. The plate comes at, like after the fact. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. Like I don't, I don't know if everyone sees it that way or maybe mm-hmm. we don't think about it. But yeah, it was... It was really interesting. So how has it impacted 
not only your life and how you've, I mean, cause obviously you're, you're your first test subject, right? So you're <laughs> yeah. going to start playing things on yourself, but, um, you're a mom with kids, right? Yeah. So like, how <laughs> has that impacted things? Um, so for me, one of the things that was really interesting to me was kind of learning about stress mm. and how my, I always thought like stress was this big thing. Like you had to go through like some sort of traumatic event or um, I don't know, something big. But we kind of learned that we're pretty much all of us are kind of stressed just because of the lifestyles we lead right now. Mm -hmm. um, just being on the go all the time, everyone's super busy. You're probably thinking about a million things. I think social media also kind of adds to that. We're always switched on all the time. Um, so that really affects your your health in general mm -hmm. even if you like i think oh well i don't have any like severe traumatic events but no just like our lifestyles are just very stressful what are some examples to just like modern day stress that you would point out i think like, waking up like just being on the go mm. all the time not having time to switch off um one of the things we learned about was i don't know I think a lot of people have probably heard about our circadian rhythm, mm -hmm. which is like goes along kind of with the sun. It's like our waking and sleep cycle. Yeah. And it's like a 24 hour cycle. But then there's another thing called an ultradian rhythm. And I had never heard of that. And basically what it says, it's kind of like in nature. So they're kind of like cycles up and downs. Um, and anyways, humans are only meant to focus or work for about 90 seconds at a, uh, sorry 90 minutes 90 seconds be really <laughs> sometimes tough. i feel like it's 90 seconds. <laughs> i know right no so 90 minutes all right and then after after 90 minutes we're supposed to literally switch off um i don't know i don't think i know anyone who does that like i think we wake up and from the minute we wake up we're just on the go um whether you're getting ready to go to work you're getting the kids ready mm -hmm. driving the kids to school going to work even at work we sit for long periods of time. We're expected to focus, but our brains aren't meant to do that. Yeah. So we're supposed to take a break every 90 minutes. Um, unfortunately, I feel like our lifestyles don't really allow for that. Mm -hmm. um, you're literally supposed to take, I think, like 15 minutes off to mm -hmm. just switch off. Um, there are other practical ways to kind of do it, like getting up, standing up if you've been sitting for 90 minutes kind of moving around if you can get outside that would be awesome being in nature has a lot of like healing um properties um i feel like i've lost where i was going no it's so <laughs> interesting well it's so true because um i and speaking from just experience i am <laughs> i realize i don't know how to turn off <laughs> like you yeah. know when you go 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 and then you're like okay and relax like after going for like a week and you're like what yeah <laughs> how and you learning how to do that can be really difficult if anything i feel like i'm being forced to do something torturous yep. <laughs> which sounds awful but it's like it feels like torture to me sometimes because like it's so hard when you've been on for so long i think a lot of parents can relate to that like i have a lot of clients that are parents and they're just like oh i mean y'all are you have a different brain you have a different shift when you have a child yep it's so like, <laughs> like even sleep gets weird. Like you're a light sleeper all of a sudden. Like if you used to sleep well before, like you're just always on. So what do you do to turn off? So we actually learned a little, and this is so like 
I was never into meditation or into yoga, but then when I understood how it works and why it works and the effect it actually has on your body, um, I really appreciate it now. Mm. I've been trying to do yoga. I'm trying to meditate. It's not as easy. We're as trying, <laughs> Emma. We're trying, Renee. Like no, all you, right? all of our yogis <laughs> out there. <laughs> um, but no, literally, it was explained, and this really, I don't know, it really struck me, I guess. But basically, you have part of your brain that's in the back of your brain. It's called the amygdala. Mm -hmm. And that's like the emotional part of your brain. It's the fight or flight um, response, stress response. And then you have the prefrontal cortex, which is in the front, and you're like behind your forehead kind of. That's the rational, calm, um, rest and digest kind of part of your brain. And when you meditate, when you do yoga, there's a channel between these two parts of your brain and it clears, yoga or meditation clears this pathway between these two parts of your brain. So when the amygdala is just like switched on, going crazy, you're freaking out about something, you're thinking like you're nonstop, it's like the emotional part. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a, like a nice, clear, open pathway between these two parts of your brain, the prefrontal cortex can send a message back to the amygdala and say, hey, it's okay. <laughs> Calm down. Chill. Everything's going to be all right. Um, and it kind of calms you down mm. and it opens up the channel and it brings you into this rest and digest. Yeah. Um, like it's very hard to get to that just because of our lifestyles. We're just always moving, always mm -hmm. um, kind of on the go. So that's why I'm trying to meditate, trying to do yoga, yeah. trying to get that pathway clear. Um, and that just, it has a lot of like physical effects on mm -hmm. your body as well. Like, yeah. Well, it's so interesting. Like when you finally do turn off, like when you, whether you're, you know, getting into like a, whether you're doing something, like if it's yoga or meditation or maybe like it's you went for a walk or you just got invested into something else. It's not like your crazy life. And then, like, I don't know about you, but, like, the exhaustion I suddenly feel, I'm like, oh, there I go. And I, like, fall over. Like, I swear to God, like, it just hits you like a ton of bricks. You're like, oh, this is what it's like to relax. Like, okay. And then you're, like, alarmed. Like, oh, okay. I was on for too long. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so I know you talked about, like, with IIN, um, which is the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Sorry, I'm abbreviating it now. <laughs> it's way easier to say. Um, I am changing. I mean, they talked about food a lot, but they talked about way, you know, other things of your life. You talked about sleep and stress a little bit. What are the main things that you try and talk about, like, with your kids now? Okay. Oh, my gosh. Um, so with my kids, I mean, the How way – How old are they again? Sorry. Uh, my son is about to turn seven, actually, next week. Okay. And my daughter is four and a half. Yay. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to teach them about healthy food choices. Mm. Um, it's hard. I've tried to explain to them that there's real food and there's fake food. I don't know if they really comprehend that. But like I try to explain that real food is, you know, fruits and vegetables, whole foods, meats, <coughs> um, and then all the processed stuff that comes in boxes or packages or whatever that that's not necessarily real food mm -hmm. i don't think they understand because they're like yeah. well we still eat it yeah we eat it so it's food um 
And I also talk about the about like the benefits of different types of food. So I try to explain, you know, what protein. If you eat a lot of protein, you're going to have big muscles. It's going to make you mm-hmm. stronger. They both do um, different sports, so I'm always like, oh, you'll be better at gymnastics. And um, I talk about sugar a lot, mm. and I try to explain to them, you know, sugar will give you a lot of energy all at once, but then you're going to crash, and it doesn't really have a lot of nutritional value. Again, I don't know how much of this they're actually, yeah. like, understanding and how much is over the tops of their heads, but... Um, I don't know. I want them to have a healthy relationship with food. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be. um, I think a lot of us women, I know you're a little younger, but like I think even you experience this just like not having really a healthy relationship with food, Mm -hmm. maybe avoiding eating certain things or Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, binging. I don't know. We just uh, the way I grew up, it just wasn't great. And like. body image and like kind of having an image in your head of the way you're supposed to look like those you know models in the magazines and then not looking like them and being upset so I don't know if I want to do one thing for my kids especially for my daughter is I don't want her to struggle with Mm -hmm. that I don't want her to struggle with body image and I just want them to kind of enjoy um, nourishing themselves with like real whole foods yeah it's it's such a hard topic i mean like i got excited just like hearing the word sugar like a different like a part of your brain's like what like okay like sugar time like even just talking about it people light up like i got excited because i mean i could talk about sugar all day (laughs) but like (laughs) but like with kids especially and young girls um it's so hard now like with what they have access to as well like you know, the social media, I am like still old enough where I didn't have a phone when I was a kid, like, you know, like looking on social media yet, but like that changes on a whole other level. And also like you being a guide about food is so important because there's a lot of people out there on social media who like to give a lot of information and opinions um, about how to eat and how it's going to make you look a certain way. And, um, I think it's just so important for parents to have the education because you are going to be the direct source. Like, yep. like you are the one that feeds them more often than not. Like they go out with their kids like, or their friends or whatever. But you, like the small influence of you just saying like this is real food and fake food. One day they're going to be like, oh, my God. Yeah, my mom was talking about fake food like <laughs> a long time ago. And um, that sticks, I think, more than parents think. No, they do. They do pick up on stuff. I have a couple of funny stories. So over the weekend – I was just hanging out with my daughter, and I, she was eating. I don't remember what she was eating. But then all of a sudden, she just goes, Mommy, you know what I wish? And I was like, what do you wish, Hannah? And she's like, I wish candy had protein in it. <laughs> and I was like, what? She's like, yeah, I wish candy had protein in it so then I could eat as much as I wanted. <laughs> that is so pure and beautiful. Yeah. It was so cute. It was totally random out Ugh. of the blue. So me like, too, okay, Hannah. So me they, too. They do. They get it. And then also, like, uh, my daughter goes to gymnastics, and there's a vending machine at the gym, and she always wants to get something out of the vending machine. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have to negotiate, and I'm like, okay, every other practice you can get something. But she always goes for the Skittles, mm-hmm. all right? Like, that's what she wants. And I'm always like, well, choose something else. There are better choices. <laughs> Please, not great don't do choices. it. Just choose something else. <laughs> 
And she's like, no, but I like the Skittles. I was like, okay. I was like, but you know, I was like, they have a lot of sugar in them and they have a lot of dyes in them. And she's like, dyes. I was like, yep, the stuff they use to make, you know how they look so nice and bright and colorful? I was like, those those are really bad for you. Like, it's not good for you to mm. eat those colors. Of course, I don't think it matters to her. Because no. every time we go, she still <laughs> wants to get the Skittles. Give me the dyes! <laughs> but, but a couple weeks ago, um, her they, she was having dinner with, we were having dinner, and then um, my son was like, Oh, what are you gonna go? What are you, you're gonna go to gymnastics tomorrow? And I always have them split it. So if she gets the Skittles, I let her eat half the bag, and mm-hmm. I give my son half the bag. I'm like, well, at least he's not eating the whole bag. Yeah. Um. So he was like, can you get me? He didn't even know what they were called, but he's like, can you get me those little things, the the ones that look like M and M's, but they're not. Uh huh. And she goes, oh, Skittles. And he's like, yeah, get the Skittles. And she was like, well, you know, they have tie dye in them. <laughs> And he's like, what? She's like, yeah, those colors, it's tie-dye. You know how we make the shirts? With... And I was like, I never said tie-dye. But yeah. in her brain, she like associated the tie-dye. Said dye. <laughs> yeah, she's like, they use tie-dye. I was like, okay, there we go. I was like, you probably don't want to eat tie-dye, right? <laughs> that's, but yeah, it's like, that's, <laughs> that's so pure. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. Oh, I love so, that. So they do absorb some of yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. They still want to eat the candy. Yeah, but, of course. You know. Give it the tie-dye. <laughs> All about it. <laughs> now he's got to be sure, like, when you do tie-dye shirts, like, don't eat, <laughs> don't eat this, <laughs> please. Dear God. Oh, that's amazing. And, you know, that those questions come up all the time. And um, and I like that, too. Like, you're like, you gave him a choice. Like, you're presenting the information. You can eat it or not, you know? And I think that's all of us. Like, we know what we're not. To, we all know, like, we're not supposed to eat a whole pizza to ourselves. Like, but do we? Maybe sometimes. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> sometimes we do with presenting the information and then choosing. You're giving them a choice. I think that's how you really create, you know, a good relationship when you get to choose. Yeah. You know? It's hard. I'm hoping maybe as they get older, it'll be a little easier for them. Yeah. Right now, they just want the candy. They just want the sugar. Yeah. Um, And... I'm going to go off on a little tangent here, but since we're talking about all this and the ingredients and stuff, um, I don't know, you know this, because we've talked about this before, but, you know, a lot of the ingredients they use here in the U.S. um, in packaged food, they're not allowed to use them in Europe, like Mm. in the EU. They're not allowed to use these ingredients. And you lived there for a time, right? I did. I lived in Germany. I lived in Stuttgart for eight years. Mm -hmm. Um, And... So, yeah, I feel like the food quality there was a lot, a lot better. Um, But you can literally do it. You can literally pick up, like, a bag of fruit, uh, a box of Fruit Loops. It's, like, the same company, the same brand, but pick one up that's made in the U.S. and one that's made in Europe, and the ingredients are different. First of all, the U.S. list will be a lot longer. Yeah. And then the types of ingredients that they use here, they're not allowed to use over there. Mm -hmm. And that's what's, it's really frustrating because, you know, there's a reason they're not allowed to use them over there. Yeah. And the companies obviously can make them without these ingredients. So why are they putting them in our food here? Like, why do Mm -hmm. I have to, you know, you can use natural and some companies are starting to do that now where they use like food, like beets, you know, to Mm -hmm. get the red color. 
I think gold, I'm not saying that goldfish is necessarily a great snack, but I think they do have like um, one of the goldfish that they use like fruit, yeah. fruit colors or colors from fruit. So they're yeah. not using the artificial dyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can be done. Yeah. I don't know why they don't oh, do it's, it. It's, it's way more expensive to do it to that do way. It, yeah. Way more expensive. But when you have high standards, <laughs> you know, yeah. like things will be more expensive. Um, here, yeah. I mean, and that's just right off the cuff of me thinking about it. Like, it's got to be a price thing. No, for sure. Yeah. For sure it is. But, like, it, it just it shouldn't be allowed. It makes me really yeah. upset and angry that I have to, you know, kind of navigate this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I think, too, um, I can speak to maybe – like my parents' generation, um, my grandparents' generation, like they grew up being able to trust the food that was on the shelves. Yep. And we live in a world of a lot of distrust. And there's a lot of misinformation, like what is healthy, what isn't healthy. You know, like what can be trusted, what can't be trusted. What is going to fuel me, what won't fuel me. Um, When for a long time it was like, well, the store's selling it. It's got to be okay for a long time. Um, And now we're kind of past that. And I think a lot of people are aware of that, but they're really – I think there's a lot of anxiety of what the choices are. Now we just have like buyer's fatigue. Like I don't even know what to choose anymore. And then they just leave. They're like, I'm not going to get anything. <laughs> no, it is really frustrating. Another thing that's frustrating is like the market. Like I feel like food companies are very manipulative and very misleading. And like the things that like the little things that they'll write on their food make you think that it's healthy, but it's yeah. not necessarily healthy. Um, I Especially trying- like a busy mom like running through a yes. store and you just like want to gr- please let me just feed my children you just grab anything. No, like I was trying to find ketchup that didn't have high, definitely not high fructose corn syrup and sugar free. Like, mm-hmm. So I did. I found some ketchup and it was like sugar free and it said sugar free on the front and I was like awesome this is great. I picked it up and like you said I don't always have time to sit turn the food around or mm-hmm. turn the package around and read everything on it so I just grabbed it and I went home and then when I had time to actually read through the ingredients I looked on the back and they had sucralose in it yeah and sucralose is an artificial sweetener that is not safe it's not yeah. good for us to consume definitely not good for kids um I would have rather uh, honestly giving them something with sugar in it Mm. versus sucralose but in my head I was like oh it says sugar free so it's probably healthy Mm -hmm. well no Mm -hmm. so I finally I went back and I had to go through all the ketchups and read everything (laughs) and I finally finally found it was actually primal kitchen yeah they make a lot of dressings that are pretty good too um but it said unsweetened yeah so i was like okay so now that's what i need to i need to look for unsweetened because that means there's no sugar yep there's no artificial sweeteners um gotta learn the language yeah yeah same thing with like bread i also one spot like it said organic whole grain sugar-free bread Mm. and again it did have um sucralose oh yeah they they want it to be sweet like they they want to get your brain it's addicted nuts I it's, know. it's frustrating and like you said we don't have time to sit and read no. everything people sometimes we don't I, sometimes I read the ingredient and I don't know what it is like yeah. I don't know what it means I don't know if this is 
okay to yeah. consume or not. Oh, yeah. There's plenty <laughs> that people text me all the time. Hey, is this okay? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe. There's so much out there. Yeah. Um, and it's changing all the time. Yeah. But especially, I think it, you have a unique perspective. You know, you living in Germany. And I, you, you grew up in Egypt, right? I did. Yeah. But you, I think I heard you say you were born here. I was born here. My parents were living here briefly at the mm. time. But um, I went back as a as a baby. So I grew up. Yeah, okay. I spent my life in Egypt. Wow. And so what's the difference? You know, you lived in, you've lived in three different countries now. How would you compare the food in all three? So in Egypt and Germany, I think there were a lot of opportunities to buy, uh, to buy fresh local mm. like fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. So Germany, like they had like the farmer's market three times a week. It was like every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday they mm-hmm. had their um, farm, and it was huge. And they had everything from like fruits and vegetables to breads to cheeses, yeah. um, all local. Egypt, when I was younger, that's how it was too. Like we didn't really have a lot of big grocery stores and big chains. Mm-hmm. Now it's changing mm-hmm. where it is more like big um, grocery stores. But... Um, no, in Germany, you can tell, like, the quality of the food is just different. Like, mm. even their bread, they eat a lot of bread. Mm-hmm. So bread is, like, a huge thing. They have bakeries. Literally every block will have, like, two bakeries. <laughs> kind of like our Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, it is, pretty much. <laughs> but the difference is that all their bread is it's fresh. It's mm-hmm. freshly baked. It's not packaged. It doesn't have all the artificial um, like preservatives or ingredients mm-hmm. I think that are that we use here like I remember here buying like a bag of bread like toast bread and it'll just sit on your counter for like weeks yeah it doesn't rot and I'm yeah. like how is this happening that's not normal <laughs> um no in Germany maybe like three four days if you haven't eaten it yeah it's, it's gonna go bad yeah you're gonna see like the mold growing on it but people were very into buying their fresh bread so mm. people will probably go to the bakery on a daily basis or maybe every other day yeah but it is a lot more fresh and you have more like availability yeah yeah that's super here. interesting and i know like what some people struggle with here too is well one like we do struggle to get more local things more available like we have one farmer's market like a week you know in woodstock i know there's one like canton and roswell but there are people especially in like in cities like atlanta that live in like what's called a food desert oh you know (laughs) and like truly like it's miles until they hit a grocery an actual grocery store the closest thing to them is like um a convenience mart from like a gas station or something and that's where they get like their food because like it's so out of the way and especially if you're in the city you know, you may not have a car. Like, maybe you rely on, like, the subway or, like, something like that. Um, and it's just a trek to be able to even get your food that way. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. And it just takes – and, you know, I mean, I'm currently, like, in, in a time right now where we're moving. And so we're, like, looking, like, well, where are we going to move? And we're looking at areas. And I'm, like, well, how far away is Sprouts? <laughs> you know? It's, like, I've, I've only ever lived, like, maybe 15, 20 minutes from one. And now I'm, like – 40 minutes nope can't live here you know but that's like normal for a lot of people and so then you have to really think about and this sounds like so privileged and, and we are very privileged to live, live where we're at because there's a lot of people in this country that live just so far from quality food 
in that way. No, it is. And it's also super expensive. Like, I think to eat healthy. It is. Um, I think it depends. It does depend. (laughs) It depends. I I used to shop at at Whole Foods when I first moved here. And then Uh, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't do this. I'm going to be broke in like a couple months. Um, So now I try to do like sprouts. Oh, yeah. um, Depending on on where I am. But like, yeah. But if you do want to buy like kind of organic um, more whole foods. No, it, it does get pretty. Expensive. It can for sure. Yeah. And like knowing which things you don't have to buy organic and you yeah. can't, or, or what things you should buy organic. If y'all just Google the dirty dozen, um, or the clean 15, yep. like that, that's right out available information, which is literally a list of things that you need to buy organic. Um, and what things you can get away with not eating organic, which takes a lot of the pressure off. You're like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> I think a lot of the, the fruit, um like that you don't eat the peel like bananas like tangerines stuff like Mm -hmm. that that have like a thicker peel yeah um they don't absorb as much pesticide yeah but then like things like apples berries um the things that you eat the skin of yeah yeah and they just uh, they just absorb it all no strawberries are like number one on that list makes me so sad and i'm like no but do you clean your fruit i'm going off on nutrition tangents now but so when I don't, I try. I don't always. I'm not going to lie. But when it's not organic, I do. Yeah. So I do like soak it in baking soda. Yeah. Baking I've soda heard of baking. Yeah. I've yeah. heard that. I don't know. So baking soda is supposed to absorb yeah. like some of the pesticides in it. Yeah. Uh, or that's what I've read at least. So I'll tell you what. I, try I did that. Like I used to just do um, white, dis- like white vinegar yeah. or whatever. And that was cool. And then I did it with the baking soda and the white vinegar and some water. And I let it soak for like a while. And then when I looked in there, I was like, <gasps> did they- dude, there were freaking bugs in that water. Oh, no. There were bugs. And like, look, they were organic. I got them from Costco. Y'all know how I love my Costco. Like, I wouldn't be here without Costco. But straight up, there were bugs oh, my swimming around, begging for their life. I was like, nah. And I, <laughs> I don't <laughs> And I dumped it all, and I was like, oh. So after that, I was like, yep, nope, washing everything. I feel like the organic ones might have more bugs. Oh, for sure. they don't have the pesticides. They're like, oh, it's clean food. (laughs) They have higher standards than we do. Uh (laughs) I'm telling you, it's crazy. I I don't know if you remember, but in one of the talks in IIN, it was one of the first ones. I don't remember her name now. Um, But she was like, what's the difference between you and a bug? She was like, you're bigger. And she was like, so the pesticides that, like, kill the bugs yep. and keep them away she's gonna take a longer time for you and i was like oh my god i'm a bug, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm a bug. That's, what you, that's what you got out of yeah it. I'm, like, I'm just bug. a bigger <laughs> bug um it's real though it's crazy I no, feel and then, like a lot of the like a lot of the foods like corn wheat and soy mm-hmm. those are all genetically modified yeah so they're not even technically real like mm. they have been modified to withstand like um, pests or bugs to grow faster to Mm -hmm. yield more crops be sweeter um, be sweet yeah Yeah. so those are a lot of things too and that's why you always do your lesser evil popcorn but yeah Yeah. with popcorn you should if you can try to always buy organic that's like the one snack i'm thinking about it's (laughs) gotta be organic with popcorn popcorn um so that and i think that's why a lot of people are like 
gluten intolerant or yeah. have certain allergies because it's not even a real food. Like, how mm. is your body? Your body doesn't recognize it, and yeah. it causes all these issues, like, in your digestion, in your body. Um, yeah. And, you know, and I got that question recently. Like, um, I was doing a talk, and someone came up to me afterwards, and he's like, what's with all these allergies? He's like, when I was a kid, yeah. you know, every I could bring a PB&J to school and no one would bat an eye. And nowadays, like, you can't bring anything, you know, without there being an allergy. He was like, what's the answer? I was like, there is no answer. I mean, like, one, I think a lot of it is, like, the chemicals we now put on our food after time. And I think, two, I think time has done a lot here. So, like, this gentleman in particular was much older. I think he was in his 70s. And the amount of time um, that we have been exposed, like what you've said earlier, like exposed to stress or exposed, like chemicals are stress, like exposure to this over a general population over time, I think is what is developing children to be so inflamed so early and then developing these, these allergies. And you see a lot of adults that have these allergies and have no idea I think it's just time of exposure. Yeah. It is. And a lot, like, speaking about kids and babies and stuff, like, basically, when the baby is in the womb, they are kind of, they're eating everything the mom is eating. They're Mm -hmm. being exposed. I mean, not eating, eating. But, I mean, they're getting the same nutrition. Everything the mom is exposed to, they're being exposed to. Mm -hmm. So even, like, stress like loud noises um the mom being stressed these all affect the baby as well so yeah yeah, speak just talking about what you said about inflammation and stuff yeah it also is being kind of passed along yeah through through the mom to the baby so So. real and so and with all of this you know we we know like all of like the, the things to be afraid of but like also too that's kind of the role you know as health coaches, nutrition coaches that you are now too, um, how to then cut the anxiety and the friction for people? Because someone would listen to this podcast and be like, oh my God, like I'm not, I can't do anything. We're all going to die. Like, I mean, I would, That's you know, I was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, another one of the things that we learned very uh, early on in the program was that we are all bio individual mm. and everyone is different. And what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for someone else. And we had someone come and speak about every type of diet out there. Like we had someone speak about the keto diet, about like a vegetarian, a whole food, Mediterranean diet, um, any diet that you could possibly think about. And they were coming on to talk about it. And everyone's saying, this is the way to eat. This This is is the the one that'll cure it. (laughs) Um, So we learned right off the bat that no, just because something works for me, it doesn't necessarily mean that it'll work for you. And just because something is healthy for me doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthy for you. Everyone has different bodies, different like mm-hmm. biology. But um, the one kind of universal factor that you can kind of apply to everyone when it comes to food is just to eat whole foods, mm-hmm. like whole real foods. Mm-hmm. Um Anything you always say this like comes from the ground or has a mother. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So just trying to focus more on whole foods. That's mm-hmm. that's what you can do. And every little change you make 
will will make a difference Mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to be i was so overwhelmed at the beginning because i was like oh my gosh what do i do like there's so many ways to eat and there's so many things so just focus on the small things and i think that's what we do at strong side or i don't do that yet but hopefully i'll be doing that soon yeah yeah (laughs) as a nutrition coach it's just looking at what your lifestyle is now or your food habits are now and finding ways to kind of tweak it mm-hmm. and just improve on that and little changes do make make a big difference over time so where did you start so and just okay like you have all this information and you become paralyzed like oh my god i don't know <laughs> what to do so then how did you start to walk yourself out of that paralysis like and giving because there has to be flexibility because we live in this modern world. We're going to eat things that are not ideal all the time. So how do you walk yourself out of that? So I try – it's still hard, and honestly, mm-hmm. it's, like, still a struggle for me too because I have a sweet tooth, and I like chocolate, and I like um, I like sugar. Oh, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> we all do. I wonder where my daughter gets it. <laughs> but, um, no, so it's just, just trying to eat more – really more whole foods yeah um being okay and trying to accept that you can't be perfect all the time oh yeah and you don't need to be perfect all the time Mm-mm. like just most of the time trying to eat better um you can't always eat all organic you yeah. can't always eat all whole foods and a big part of it too is is taking away like you said that anxiety and that stress because if you are stressed about food and you yeah. have all this anxiety about food, that's not going to really help um, your health either. Yeah. You know, if you're eating healthy all the time, but you're really stressed about it, mm-hmm. you're still not going to be healthy. Yeah. Um, you, you become unhealthy, you know, yeah. being so stressed about your healthy food. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I really have an, like a specific answer, but it really is just focusing more on whole foods like even with my kids like packing lunch for them they always have a fruit they always have a vegetable Mm -hmm. and then they have some type of like their main kind of course or whatever for lunch um snacks of course they do eat packaged snacks sometimes but i always feel like you know you you have you have like i don't want to say bad options but there's always better alternatives like yeah alternatives yeah it doesn't have to be the perfect option mm-hmm. but it can be your better. strongest one yeah the strongest one you got <laughs> um yeah. yeah so i don't know if that i think it's a i think it's a journey everyone's trying to figure out for themselves it's oh i mean you're never gonna have it figured out like you know in looking at a ratio um you know if Maybe only right now you're like, okay, let me look at my diet. And I, I would say like maybe someone says I eat 30% of the time it's whole foods and then the other 70, it's like whatever I can grab on the go. You know, if you just inch your way up to like 40 or 50, that you're already in a better place. Cause what you said earlier, like food being messages, like I, like I tell everyone all the time, it's data Yeah. just for like, what are you trying to tell your body? Like how you want to fuel? Like what is it supposed to do with this pizza? What do you want it to do with this? You don't know, chicken, right? Those are different ways of fueling. Like, what are you telling it to do? Um, And just inching your way towards the best way you can communicate with your own body. Yeah. Um, Another cool thing that I learned that's kind of related to this, but 
it kind of helped me feel a little bit better about myself because I have a tendency to kind of think negative thoughts mm-hmm. or and that just overwhelms me and then you go down this rabbit hole um but we are actually biologically programmed to think not think negatively but to focus on the negative like mm-hmm. our brains are, are wired that way and Mitchell talks about this a lot and he always says that humans have not evolved that much mm-hmm. since we were created or whatever okay so it's delivering babies and <laughs> wagons just 100 years Pretty ago much, yeah so our brains were wired for like back in the caveman days or whatever that we notice danger mm-hmm. and if we're exposed to something bad or dangerous your brain needs to remember that so that next mm-hmm. time it happens you're like hyper aware and hyper vigilant so you can survive yeah um so yeah our brains are wired to focus on negative things and i think that's why i struggle with this a lot unfortunately and i think a lot of people might also that you just tend to get stuck in these negative loops yeah and the only way to get out of it is to you have to train yourself Mm -hmm. literally like train yourself to focus on positive thoughts Mm -hmm. um be more positive and it kind of i think opens pathways in your brain yeah to be more positive and focus on the positive but it doesn't come like naturally oh no i mean and that's a great point like even thinking about myself um because you have to learn you have to learn yourself too right like what your habits are um and what you're naturally like what are you sensing as danger that may not be danger to someone else um and recognizing that like i know for myself um i if i'm looking at my diet and depending on what my goals are if i'm trying to put on muscle or whatever it may be um if you tell me i'm going into a cut phase I freak out. Can't do it. Yep. You tell me like you're restricting food for me. My instinct is to say like, absolutely not. Nope. I'm going to eat all gonna the eat food. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to eat more, <laughs> you know, double the amount. Um, and that's my instinct. I mean, and that's because like in the past I was in a phase where I restricted food in a terrible way and so out of protection now my body's like uh uh-uh, uh we did no. not enjoy that part of our life. We're not going to do that again. And so it's so natural. I think a lot of people feel that way around the word diet. Oh, God, I'm going on a diet. Fun's over. Life's over. And as soon as you say that, but like the points that you're making, it's just the little lifestyle tweaks that you can make along the way is going to serve you. Yeah. Yeah. And and I really like your focus on positivity, too. I'm trying. Yeah. It's not easy. I don't want to sound like I've gotten it right or gotten it down, but I am – it's nice to be aware of these things and it's nice to think like, oh, like I'm not crazy, but my my brain is actually supposed to be like this. Mm-hmm. So, but there are ways around it and there are ways to change that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it was, it was very eye-opening um, to kind of go through this program and, and learn about everything and not just food. Yeah. Well, I really enjoyed even um, on social media, like you post a lot about like not only positivity, but community. And and I remember a post that you said about how there was a woman praying during her workout. Like, I like that you really yeah. have an eye for that because I don't always think about those things, but you obviously do. Um, I'm trying. I feel like I've become more aware of these things. Um, 
another one of the things that we studied was the blue zones. And mm-hmm. I know you're familiar with them. But again, if you're not uh, blue zones, I think there was five or six blue zones in the world. I think the there's world. seven. Seven? There's seven now, okay, yeah. There you go. See, you remember. You did this longer <laughs> ago than I did, but you still remember. Um, so there's seven blue zones, and they're ba- basically areas in the world, like cities, where people live the longest and have the healthiest lives, like healthy, long lives. Um, I think the issue right now with our world is that we're living longer, like mm-hmm. humans are living longer, li- like longer years, but the quality of our lives have has decreased because a lot of people yeah. have chronic illnesses, a lot of people are just sick, so maybe they live more years, but it's not a good, uh, yeah, they're pleasant like They're life. crawling out <laughs> yeah. of life, yeah. So these blue zones are where people live the longest, but they're also super healthy and Mm -hmm. they have just good lives. They're not getting sick. They don't have a lot of these chronic diseases that we see um, around the world. And so they were studied to kind of understand, like, why are these people so healthy? And there was a bunch of factors. One of them was diet, of course. Mm -hmm. And I think the diet that they found was – it was more of like a Mediterranean diet mm-hmm. where they did eat a lot of whole foods, a lot of plants, a lot of fish. I think mm-hmm. most of these regions, they ate a lot of fish. Um, and a lot of the food that they ate, they grew in Themselves. their communities. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm just eating vegetables. But it's like local, you know. I grew you. I grew this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that was one of the factors. Another factor was their lifestyle. And most of these people, they didn't go to the gym. Okay. Yeah. So they did not go to the gym. They did not work out. There wasn't a lifetime whole, fitness. Yeah, <laughs> but their whole life was active. Mm-hmm. So they were very active in their everyday life, whether it was like gardening because they're growing their own yeah. food. Um, they did a lot of physical activity, mm-hmm. um, walking. So they walked to places versus driving. Mm-hmm. They were just very active in their lives. And I think that's one of the the issues we have um, is that, oh, we go to the gym for an hour. And that's great. The gym is great. And mm-hmm. I think everyone should go to the gym. Yes. Um, but sometimes for the rest of however other many hours we're awake, we're kind of sedentary. So we're just yeah. sitting. People have jobs. I mean, you have to sit at your desk. We don't have a lot of physical um movement Mm -hmm. and that was another kind of difference between here and germany when we lived in germany we were able to walk Mm. almost anywhere yeah you 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 could walk um here it's kind of hard to walk Mm -hmm. like you can intentionally go out for a walk but usually you're like driving Mm -hmm. to the trail or like you know what i mean yeah driving to go for a hike um so anyways these people were active throughout their everyday life Mm -hmm. they moved a lot um and then another huge thing was community. And that's what you were just talking about. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's something that's really important. They all had a very tight knit community mm-hmm. and they all had friends. And that really helps just with your mental health yeah. and your psychological state to have that support um, back to like Mitchell's point and the evolving and stuff. People used to live in tribes. Yeah. Like, people did not live. We're, 
we're living in an era where we're super connected. Mm -hmm. Like you're connected. We have social media. Everything's kind of at a touch of a button. You can see what everyone's doing. But people are lonelier now than ever. Yes. Because seeing, just looking at pictures or like seeing what your friends are doing, that's not, that takes out like the human Mm -hmm. connection Mm -hmm. of it. And so people in the blue zones have these human connections. Their entire life is human connection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they have the support. And if someone was sick or someone had a problem, you have Mm -hmm. this community that kind of helps them through it. They didn't really need therapists because they had friends that were like family that they could talk to. We all know that we call our friends that are therapists. We all know that. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. I mean, so right now I know like the one of the top five how to's um, like if you were to Google how to something, the number one spot is how to make friends as an adult. Oh, my goodness. That's how lonely. And it's hard. Think about trying to make friends as an adult. It's hard. And so like because how often do people have a community to go to to make friends? If you're not a part of Strong Side Yeah, I was just going to say, we have Strong Side. <laughs> if you're not a part of Strong Side, I mean, you don't have those. Like you, Maybe you're a part of, like, you know, like school PTA things or maybe you, you know, have a tennis team or something. But majority of people don't have something unless, like, yeah. you're part of a church. It, but it's it's getting dysregulated. Um, and it, it's huge. I mean, I'm super passionate about this because, like, those blue zones in particular, like, every, it's purpose. All these people have a purpose in something. Like, I think in Japan, um, that's where one of the blue zones are. Once you hit a certain age, I think it's like in your 60s, like 65 or 70, your purpose is then to watch over the children. And it's like a privilege to get there. And then you also have to be a part of this group where you all get together as, you know, 70-year-olds and you meet like every night at 5 p.m., but everyone's expecting to see you there. And it's like you know someone's relying on you to show up and to like, to be there. And it's as soon as you like say, like, "Oh, I re- I'm gonna retire. I'm not gonna work anymore. I'm gonna just chill at home." Oh my God! No wonder you age so quickly. Yeah. And that and that's what it is. Like it's it's the purpose that keeps us going. And I I don't know if you remember this. Um, I remember one of Doctor Oz's talks in particular. He talked about a patient. He had two patients had the same um, diagnosis. They both needed like advanced heart surgery one of them um was just depressed I mean looking at him he just looked sick and he really didn't care like he he was like all right give me the surgery like didn't care you know um he had no family he had no friends his kids all moved on like he had really nothing to go back to the other patient same at the same time same exact diagnosis like in the next room he was like, oh, no, I have to get back to my to my grandkids. I got to go. Like, do the surgery. Let's go. Like, I have somewhere to be. And their um, recovery rate is astronomically different if those patients, like the ones who have no purpose, make it through the surgery. So even when you're knocked out, there's a different rate of whether or not you come out of that surgery okay and how you recover and how your body takes it. That's how much of an effect stress and loneliness can have on a person. Yeah, no, it is. It's crazy. And it's it's like you were saying, your psychological state or your mental state affects your physical state yeah. as well. So if you think, you like we always say at the gym, if you think you can't do it, you're not going to be able to do it. But if you think you can, you can. Mm-hmm. It kind of works the same way. Like mm-hmm. if you are diagnosed, and like you said, there's a lot of people who have been diagnosed with the same disease, same stage, mm-hmm. whatever, 
some of them kind of just lose the will to live mm -hmm. and or they think okay it's over i'm gonna die and usually they do yeah but the people with the positive outlook mm -hmm. um they make it because it's it's physical it's yeah. not just mental but you're or they at least have a better effect. chance they a have prolonged a yeah 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 i'm not saying you're like <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally cure yourself yeah but no but yeah positive thinking and your mental state does affect how your body is physically yeah, yeah. and i see the difference even in um you know, there, there's different classes like of different members and all, all the gyms. But like, you know who's supposed to show up at your time. Like, my yeah. buddy is supposed <laughs> to be here and you're not here. Like, where are you? And they, they notice yeah. because it's expecting. I think that's the biggest blessing at Strong Side that I have found is like people notice when you're not there and if you're not okay. Yeah. You, they know it. <laughs> no, that is, that's one of the things that really like pulled me in. Um, I started as a member, actually, mm -hmm. I was a member at the Roswell Club before I got into coaching. But that was one of the things, aside from the workouts, I, I really enjoyed the workouts, but it was the community. Mm -hmm. And it was the people. And I was like, wow, this is this is awesome. Like, it's nice. It's mm -hmm. nice to, to meet people and to have friends. And like, um, I did Murph yesterday at the Woodstock Club. And it was just it was incredible to see everyone cheering everyone on. Um, there were a couple, like I saw, I'm sure other people did this, but I saw Jermaine. Um, he ran with coach Elizabeth, like mm -hmm. that last mile, even though he was done, but he went and he ran that whole mile with her just to kind of support yeah. her. Everyone was cheering everyone on and, and it comes from like a very genuine yeah. place. Yeah. So yeah. Strong side. It's special. It is special. special. Our special. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Oh, man, we've been talking for an hour. I could keep yeah, going. I know. What else you want to talk about? No, I'm <laughs> um, Sam, I'm really excited for you. I'm Just excited, too. With everything, and I know how powerful that program is, but even just how powerful it can be to – take all the stuff that you learn and apply it to your own life when you're your own guinea pig it's really nice because then you're gonna help so many people I hope so yeah I really hope so yeah and Sam's going through um our nutrition program right now and um she's gonna be one of our new coaches one of our nutrition coaches yeah I so can't excited wait. I'm I know so excited. I'm super excited for you <laughs> um thanks y'all so much for listening Sam do you have anything you want to say to everyone before we log off any words of advice for the people? I know it's a heavy question. Eat your broccoli. Done. Hang up. Over. No, I would just say like, be patient with yourself. Make small little changes. It's not about like, it's not about having a huge change all of a sudden that you can't maintain, but just all the small little positive changes uh, make a difference and they do add up. Yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Thanks, y'all, so much for listening. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating on wherever you're listening. We really appreciate it. That helps us know that you're still listening and uh, that we're doing a good job. So thank you so much. Um, and if you want to reach out to Coach Sam and you want to just talk about health stuff, nutrition stuff, fitness stuff, reach out to her. Friend her on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Be good to yourself. We'll talk to you soon.